your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502, what's going down? It's your boy Rashawn Myers, as always, joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Haven Harrington. He's not in the building yet, but he will be soon on the line as well, at that boy's good, Mr. Joe Kelly. Joe, how you doing this morning, brother? Wow, man, I am living the dream. Happy belated St. Patty's Day to, to everybody who pretends to be Irish. This uh, this week, there we go. Absolutely, Haven. I, you are in. I did. I, I, you don't have the light on. I know what I was like. Where'd that voice just come from? It's like <laughs> that is. Yeah, you're like sitting in the dark, like the the Unabomber or something. It's like it's very odd. <laughs> we have lights in the studio. I'm thinking Haven's not even in there yet. It's like I just hear a voice come out of nowhere. I'm glad I had your mic on at least. Haven Harrison, how you doing, sir? Doing good, kind sir. That's very odd. I'm looking. What a great day to be a, a Cards fan! Absolutely, like unbelievable. Like, like it's it's been a wonderful. Like I, I, it feels like the clouds are parting, and the sun is coming back out, and it's like 
Uh, it, it just something feels different about so many things going on, man. And it, it is, uh, we have so much to get into. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't even know if two hours is going to be enough time uh, to get into everything that we're going to get in today. Uh, if you didn't get the uh, the theme, I, I would think that you would <laughs> have not known what's been going on over the last several days. A little bit of pain by uh, Tupac bringing us in. Uh, classic banger uh, above the rim soundtrack. Uh, so, you know, it's going to definitely be a, a theme today. Uh, but, of course, uh, Kenny Payne, uh, former University of Louisville um, standout, gets announced as the new head coach, um, had his introductory press conference yesterday. Um, I think that he uh, did an excellent job with that. I'm going to get the fellas' uh, uh, opinions on, on how he did um, with that. Uh, and then, of course, the NCAA March Madness got up and rolling in earnest on Thursday. Uh, the first round is now complete. We have 32 teams uh, sitting to uh, re uh, Kindle the battle uh, this afternoon starting at noon. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. There were some upsets, some up upsets that make us Louisville fans a lot uh, happier and think are hilarious. So we're going to talk about uh, those as well as <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Peacocks. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about all of those things. Of course, we want to get your interaction as well. Uh, make sure you check us out on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, you can also give us a call on the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line at 384-1450 as well if you want to get on here and talk about anything uh, that you heard about. But, fellas, I would be remiss uh, if we did not uh, just kick this off by talking about the, the uh, event of the evening. We talked about uh, um, last Saturday that if Kenny Payne was not announced as the new head coach by the time uh, our voices hit the airwaves this week, then we would know that maybe they, there is a legit shot that Louisville's going to hire um, one of the, the top, top guys. Um, and, of course, uh, Louisville, after doing their due diligence, uh, Josh Hurd um, said that he was satisfied after uh, shaking the bushes and, and, you know, of course, getting the feedback from the uh, search firm that Kenny Payne was the man to move this forward uh, and did announce Kenny Payne. Uh, we saw him get off the plane uh, on Thursday and give a big bear hug to uh, Denny Crum. Uh, Wade Houston met him at the tarmac there um, as he got off the plane, and it was an amazing scene. We've seen the pictures everywhere, um, you know, and, and it was like the, uh, the, the conquering son coming home. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a very interesting uh, and, and emotional uh, scene, uh, and, and that's the kind of the thing that I've gotten from everybody is just the uh, emotions, you know, attached to it. Uh, Haven Harrington, um, what are your initial feelings and thoughts? Because it, it, it seems like this pain hire has been about a lot more than just basketball. Well, it has been. This this is about healing the the fan base, but more importantly, I think this is more about healing the program itself because. And as we all know, when, when Tom came in and, and fired Denny and then replaced him with, uh, with Patino, uh, that caused like a, a, a schism in uh, the, the Louisville basketball family. Uh, you know, where there was, you had your Denny faction and then your Patino faction. And it didn't help that Patino never really embraced the Denny faction and actually kind of held those guys out <laughs> of right. a lot of things and kept them from the program. Uh, so the, this faction just grew and grew and grew. So for the whole time that, that Rick was here, um, 
you know, the, that, that rift just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, even, you know, with all of Rick's success, it just, it just kept growing and growing and growing. So Mac, you know, he came in, you know, he, you know, he called out those guys, you know, we honored the 86 championship teams. He let those guys come in the locker room and he started kind of, you know, he, he started the process of, of healing the program. But with, with Payne as coach, as one who played underneath Crumb, um, I think the healing now can really begin in earnest. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, it definitely seems like people are excited. Like the energy and the juice around the program um, just seems just uh, amazing. Uh, Joe, it even seems like a lot of the people that were not on the pain bandwagon, it seems like everybody is pretty much unanimously excited about what's going on. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, man. How can you see Denny Crum at this stage in his life smiling and happy and seeing him kind of get closure on, on his own program, how can that not make you excited? You know, I've been, I was very adamant leading up to this hire that I didn't know. You know, there was nobody that jumped out. And, and Kenny Payne is still in nothing. My thoughts have not changed at all about whether or not. I, I never questioned, is he, is he capable of doing the job? Is he, I just, he didn't jump out as that grand slam hire. You know, right. but to what Haven said, you know, about the schism, unfortunately, there are two types of U of L basketball fans. You've got the people who grew up in Rick Pitino's the coach that they knew. They watched him for nearly 20 years. That's global basketball to them. It's not their fault. They were born after us. <laughs> you know, I, I never held that against people, but I'm a 39 year old who always looked at Rick Pitino and said, he's not my coach. Uh, Denny Crum is the coach of my program. And there is something very, very, I guess, just bittersweet about how this is all playing out for Denny. Because it is. it seems like the table is set, man. Kenny Payne just needs to come in and win games because the fan base is pumped. Denny's smiling. Denny's meeting you on the, on the tarmac, you know, at, at Bowman Field. Uh, everybody's rallying around you, man. Just go out and win some games. Because I, I, I guess my point is, and, and I'll, I'll put a bow on it, it is nice to see Denny sit back, and, and we all know that, that that it wasn't the best way that things ended with him as the coach here, right? Tom, you know, he was he was pushed out. We can say that. He sat back, though, and he's been loyal to his program. You know, Rick liked to use that. I hated L1C4. I thought it was corny. I thought it was lame. I didn't like it. But if you buy into that concept of Louisville first cards forever, ugh, I even cringe saying it. <laughs> that's Denny Crumb, man. But that's Denny. Denny's just been kicking it out on Taylorsville Road, you know, stayed in the community and has always said, what does the program need for me? And I've got them. He's He's... Just a beacon of humility. If anybody in this town should be dog walking, folks, it's, it's Denny Crumb, and he's not the type to do it. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this. And to Rashawn's credit, last thing I'll say on it, I, I really didn't understand all the hype behind Kenny Payne until you pointed out, man. You know, point blank, the people who built this program don't feel like they're involved anymore. And I said, ah, man, and that, you know, you can't put a price tag on that. 
just feels like everything's coming home. No, I'm, the, the one thing I'll give Chris Mack credit for is he did try. Okay, that's the yes. one thing he did in his tenure that that I can't I can't take from him. He did try to 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 mend that gap, but I think it's been shown. I think it's been proven. You had to be an insider to really get the job done. This is the most excited I've seen people about U of L basketball since 2013. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. I mean, and, and that's the thing I think that Chris Mack uh, made some inroads to try to start that healing process, um, but. This takes it and puts that effort on steroids because, you know, Kenny is one of ours. And, you know, I know that I was talking yesterday and a big shout out to uh, Mike Rutherford allowing me to sit in for him on Thursday on the Mike Rutherford show, 3 to 6 p.m. here on Big Exports Radio. Um, and he was in studio and we did the show together uh, yesterday to discuss the pain higher and all that. So big shout out to him for letting me in there. But one of the things uh, that, that I told him is that uh, it just really seems like uh, this energy um, and what you get in terms of winning the the press conference and winning the the, the fan uh, hype side of it is one win. Then you look at financially the fact that apparently there was a small buyout or a buyout that needed to be paid by uh, for Kenny uh, to leave the Knicks. The Knicks waived that buyout. So financially, that's a huge win. And then we come out with the specifics of the contract, $3.35 million over six years, uh, you know, plus bonuses. That's a win financially as well because you're not having to uh, break the bank for, uh, you know, some of these other guys. So to me, for the University of Louisville um, – and Josh Hurd, you know, of course, is a win-win-win because you get to make the hire that makes everybody happy. You get to do it in in a great financial uh, way that helps a university that's paying a lot of buyouts to a lot of people. Um, and you get the prospects <laughs> of, of maybe um, getting back in the door with recruits that Louisville has not seen come this way in a long time. Like, you can't beat that. Well, and... And how many how many teams have ever been able to say we didn't play in March Madness, but we won the tournament on the opening day? It's crazy. I mean, we stole the headlines, and I think we were the rowdiest fan base. And maybe that's because our fan base is desperate for things to be rowdy about at this point. I think that's also fair to consider. But I've never I haven't seen my timeline that hyped up on Twitter in in a long time, man. A long time. It was really nice to see Louisville fans just be happy again. Well, it's crazy because Louisville fans I, and, and, and Joe, I, you know, it, 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 you may call me crazy, but I really feel like Louisville fans feel better about their program than Kentucky fans do right now as of today. Oh, oh, look, man, <laughs> we, like, can debate what, we can debate whether or not that's that's the correct feeling for, right. for the fan base. We can, all that's up for debate. Oh, I can absolutely tell you right now. Yes, that's true. Because here's the fun thing, man, about about growing up outside of Louisville as a Louisville fan. And when you have the same phone number for approximately 20 years now. <laughs> guys, my phone only rings from certain people, certain friends of mine, when Louisville or Kentucky season ends. And the amount of WTFs that I got from people, <laughs> and I'm just being, I'm being, I'm, I'm being radio friendly on that, you know. Yeah. Some of my friends, <laughs> hey, I'm sure it was went to that, <laughs> went to that other school, you know, and it was or or getting texts of Joe, 
I love you because you, you call it, you know, where the ball lays. What's going on, man? What's wrong with our program? Why is your program not even not even playing this, you know, this weekend? And y'all got more juice than us right now. I said, yeah, man, it's that propane train. Man, you know, Get on it. you know, like anytime you hire a new coach, like hope always springs eternal. Everybody's always excited, you know, when the new coach comes in town, and it just adds more to the the fever, 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 whatever. But my words just left me. You know, it adds more to the hype when your arch rival probably has, and arguably you could say like the worst loss in program history. I mean, hey. I mean, like, like, like that is a legitimate argument that you can make. That that may have been. Kentucky's worst loss, if not program history, at least of the John Calipari era, that's probably the worst loss. Well, listen, the post game they said it was at least the most embarrassing. Yeah, loss. I mean because, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, honestly, because if, 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 if you think about it, like this was a Literally. team that that had at least Final Four expectations, like at least yeah, Final Four expectations. Like every Kentucky <laughs> fan I talked to was like, "This is Final Four a bust." Almost to a man, it's like this is Final Four a bust. Yeah, the team we have here, the way they've been playing, yeah, this is Final Four a bust. Yeah, and yeah. it busted. Like it, it, it's terrible. Hey, but we ain't gonna get into that. You, we gonna get, we gonna talk. Plant, trust me, that UK Peacock uh, uh, fiasco, the Wildcat P- Peacock uh, fiasco, we gonna get a whole lot into. But we actually have a, a guest already giving us a call this morning. Uh, the the legend, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Jay Has Jerry Hazard, one of the uh, the great voices of this city for a long, long time. Jay Has, what's happening this morning, sir? What's going on, guys? What's going on, Haven? What's up, Rashad Myers? Man, it's going down. It's Saturday. It's not. I was I was gonna say the sun's shining, but it ain't shining. But it's all good. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Absolutely. Listen, let, let, I'll be real quick with it. Um, I, I told you yesterday, uh, Rashawn, I got a newfound respect for Kenny Payne because of uh, his message yesterday was strictly exactly about you know you went to the book of uh, uh, to the Holy Bible. He talked about emphasis about the community, how it's important to get behind him and supporting him. But I'm here to tell you right now, for, for me and Rashawn, me, you've been talking the last several days, and I think right now, as what's progressing right now is, is that these kids are already decommitted from other programs, already committed to other programs, and they're already decommitted. It was over 14 kids. And the other and the other kid that just got to was decommitted here, already signed with uh, Duke. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, Jared McClain. But Kenny, yeah, exactly. But I'm here to tell you right now, Kenny Payne, if you don't get on the train, you better get on the train now. I've heard that before. Yeah, I, Jay, Jay uh, like, like, let me ask you because, you know, you know, um, all types of dignitaries. You know a lot of these former former players very very well. Um, you know if if you can just talk about uh, what as far as the feedback that you've gotten leading up to Kenny Payne getting hired and how everybody's feeling right now. Uh, everybody just seems it, it just seems like it's it's like getting back to the old days. Does it feel like that to you from what you've gotten from the players? The former Man, players. Man, like this is. It feels like this is it. Make no mistakes where you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you this real quick, Rashawn and yes, Hayden, sir. Yes, that, sir. Uh, 
and my and my buddy, Mr. Gary Wills, my, my one of my best friends. But anyway, I tell you this right now: the morale in this community is going to be so huge. Where you never you thought Muhammad Ali's coming back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it felt like a party. It felt like a party. Hey man, if if you don't if you never partied before. You need to party with me and Rashawn every day. <laughs> you know. Because I'm here to tell you, because people are getting different views and different opinions. That's your, that's your life, have different opinions. But the message he said yesterday was so direct, man. He said, listen, you got to get behind me when the things was going bad as well. Yeah. Get behind me. The man had calls from all over the country. Unbelievable. I mean, you know what I'm saying? and. But I'm, I'm telling you, what I'm getting from my friends and colleagues is that, man, it's a whole new day in the neighborhood right now for Louisville. If you've never been a fan, you better get on the train right now being a Louisville Cardinal fan. There it is. Jay, I appreciate you calling in this morning. Get on the train. We've heard that before, and that led to some big things. So, no, I appreciate the call, Jay. I appreciate the input. Uh, Jay has uh, the, the the man himself, man. Big shout-out to him and, and all the good folks over at WLOU. The man's been doing it for a long time. Uh, he's one of the greats. But uh, uh, we are going to go ahead hit this first break. When we come back, we're going to be talking plenty, plenty, plenty more Kenny Payne. We're going to definitely get back into those cats and the peacock. And we're going to get into everything else going on I got my bracket of integrity uh, To let give you all an update on how that's going And how my bracket's looking I know a lot of y'all's brackets are busted out there But hey, we got plenty more Bracket of integrity Bracket of integrity I only do one bracket a year, that's it that's it. Bro, I've got the bracket of obstinate misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow Hey, you're listening to Wake Up 502 Joe Kelly, Haven Hanson, Rashawn Myerson We'll be right back Welcome back, welcome back, wake up 502, little night train, public enemy. Jay had said get on the train, so we had to come back. 
getting on the train. Hey, we got so many things to get in, uh, into with this pain train and everything else going down here on a Saturday morning. Uh, big shout out to everybody. I already got people reaching out on the Twitterverse at R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N at Rashawn. You can also catch Haven at M-E Sports as well as Joe Kelly at That Boys Good. Um, got uh, tweets coming in this morning. Uh, have Didi uh, Conklin, our girl. She's always a, she, she's a, a day one. She's a day one. She says, looking forward to the show and the music as always. Hopefully, Didi, we got you out there jamming this morning early. Uh, uh, Tribal Chief Sean checking in, said, yes, sir, I'm on it this morning. Appreciate that. And our man Gil, Gil Feldholder, says, uh, I'm in the Denny Crumb group. Uh, Evan went uh, to Naptown with one of my uh, young daughters. Uh, got you on this morning. So everybody's already checking in. Everybody's in a great mood. Like, that's the thing that I'm getting. Is that everybody is very, very happy. Everybody's excited. Uh, even though it's a little rainy outside, the sun is shining bright if you're in Carnation right now. I, I mean, I feel the energy and I love it. It's been a long, it was a long, hard season, fellas. Like, last, this season sucked. Man, it was a long, Football hard and of, basketball. It was a long, hard couple of seasons. Man. Right. I almost said. Rashawn, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe's like, thanks for inviting me to come back on the radio. You brought me back for this? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. Like, if, if I swear to God, if the University of Louisville ever gets bored, just give me a radio gig. The first time these suckers gave me an opportunity, they were like, Joe, you want to come do radio? And I said, yeah, do radio, they say. It'll be fun, they say. You'll hang out with your buddies. Get paid to have the same conversation you'd have a bar at a bar, they said. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. Tom and Rick got fired like four days later, and I'm doing the crunch zone after dark till 2 a.m. With, with Dave and LJ. Shout out to them. <laughs> oh, man. And, and so then I take a, I take a sabbatical, uh, uh, forced, chosen. Y'all debate amongst yourselves. <laughs> and then Rashawn hits me up like, hey, man. We need to get you back on the airwaves. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, let's do this. And narrator voice, it was not fun. <laughs> like, like, real, nah, man, I'm like the bad penny. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is, it has been difficult. It's been tough. Apparently, Joe is, is a bad luck charm. Um, so, you know, I have to keep it, man, we're going to have to bring you in here and I don't know, throw some, we, we know some people that can get that, that good, uh, um, juju on, on you. I don't know if we got to, you know, boil some chicken feed or something, but you know, we're going to, we're going to do been something. burning sage for ages, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I can't, we, we can't have you, uh, um, you know, but, but bringing things down, Joe, we ain't going to have that. We ain't going to have that. Man, over here, over here, bringing the property value down on Floyd Street, and I don't even live there. I'm like, <laughs> man. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is going to be very interesting because now that we have uh, direction and we know that Payne is the man, it's official, the ink has dried. No, UK fans, you can't have him. No, he's not jumping ship. Um, but now that, now that he's here and, and we have him, um, now the work starts. Um, you know, now the work starts. Um, I know that a lot of the players are in Miami um, based on the, their Instagrams. <laughs> they are having a good time. There was only three guys that, that were here, Dre Davis, uh, L. Ellis, 
um, and, and one of the other guys. It wasn't Sid Curry. Um, I, I can't I think it was JJ. Um, but but most of the guys were gone um, and out of town uh, in Miami. So uh, they are going to be getting back. Uh, in town, and and then then the work really starts. Uh, Kenny Payne has a few things to do. He's got to meet with the players, um, you know, have those conversations. I know there's been a lot of talk about um, who stays and who goes. Um, I, I I think that's going to be a very um, interesting. Uh, conversation uh that's going to be had to figure that out but i think before that gets started um the first thing is going to be do of course to get the coaching staff together um you know figure out who are going to be the guys uh that assist him and kenny payne was very good with his branding yesterday Uh, he's definitely learned from the john calipari school of always be on brand and it was clear that the brand the brand was i need you I need you. Uh, you know, it, it's not it's not me. It's not Kenny Payne. It's all of us. It's going to be something where it's going to be. Uh you know, I'm only as strong as the people that help me. And then he said that, you know, he doesn't want any coaches unless they're about the kids. It's about the kids. Like it, it sounded like a, a John Calipari light uh, on that. Like he definitely learned his public uh, messaging uh, lessons from John Calipari. Coach Calipari has always been one of the guys that I think does a very good job, salesman job. Um, and I think Kenny has learned those lessons well. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see which way he goes. I know that when me and uh, uh, Mike were talking about, the possibilities of coaching candidates yesterday um our boy uh jeremy wyman uh <laughs> cardinal sports on man he's a, he's a good buddy of mine uh, we've been going back and forth with jeremy for a long time jeremy got a lot of a flack and a lot of people were on him uh as they were going through the coaching search and jeremy for a good little while had been saying that that pain was going to be the guy uh <laughs> and <laughs> once it actually happened jay was basically just out there collecting receipts talking crazy well he he brought up some of the names of the guys that could be uh, possibly a part of coach uh coach Payne's staff um, which I thought was interesting. Of course, the, the one guy that, that everybody, uh, it seems to be like the world's worst secret, uh, is that, that Nolan Smith, um, f- son of former Cardinal great Derek Smith, uh, will be leaving the Duke staff to be a part of this staff, which I think is a huge win. Uh, anytime you can get somebody um, from Coach K's group, um, just in terms of a, a an elite recruiting uh, university, uh, you would think that that's going to bring some nice ties. Um, you know, of course, albeit with Nike, of you know, of course, Kenny Payne's uh, most of his connects, even though he did make make mention that he also has connects with Adidas. Um, you know, I, I think that that Nolan Smith will be a very powerful hire um, there um, to the staff. Uh, I, I think that's huge. Um, so I, I, I believe that that one's going to happen. Uh, the, the other guys um, that, that have been talked about, um, Yasir Rosemond um, was another guy that, that Jay brought up. Um, I, I don't know much about him. Apparently uh, he was on the Georgia staff uh, there with Tom Crean, um, spent this past year with Mike Woodson at Indiana. Um, a young guy, um, seems to have some pretty decent contacts. One of the biggest things about – your assistant coaches. It's always very important to see who they're in on or who were they the primary recruiters on. I always think that's always very interesting um, because pretty much the sales pitch goes like this, fellas. When when a coach is getting ready to, 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 you know, once the job gets done and he's now named as the assistant, 
The next thing you do is you go out and get assistant coaches. Well, the way these assistant coaches go about really selling themselves and the uh, benefits of bringing those guys on is that they say, hey, I got to end with this kid. I got to end with this kid in 2022, 2023. I can, you know, help bring some talent to the table. That's one of the big conversations are who who do you have ends on? Like, well, what, what food can you bring to my table? Um, and, you know, having a guy like Nolan Smith, um, who uh, it was one of the primary recruiters uh, for uh, Coach K, He's got a lot of ends already, guaranteed. Uh, you know, Duke gets in the best door doors in in the country. So, I you know, not no long, uh, you know, no doubt you have the recruiting power of Kenny Payne. But then to have a guy like Nolan Smith, who's going to be in the doors that Duke's already in, Duke's in every door in the country. So, you know, you automatically get in a lot of those doors because of that familiarity. Um, Yasir is a, is, a, is a different guy, um, but he seems to be in on some very, very elite recruits. Uh, uh, on 247 Sports, they actually have uh, rec- uh, assistant coach profiles on there, and you can see the guys in which he was uh, uh, in on and the primary recruiter for. There's a couple of, of high-star, uh, four-star kids um, that Yasir recruited uh, already at Indiana staff um, that uh, are committed to Indiana. So uh, those are guys that you you know you could potentially take a look at. There's a young man, Caleb Banks, in the 2022 class, a, a four-star uh, wing uh, forward, uh, big forward, and then you have uh, Ja'Kai Newton in the 2023 class, who's a 6'3 combo guard. So things like that those are types of things that that you look at that hey they already have uh, ends with this kid um you know this is something that you may want to look at to see what you know what happens I, I, and and i'm just gonna mention i know nothing may happen because it is duke i understand it's duke but uh uh derek uh whitehead who's one of the top five players in the 2022 class nolan was his primary recruiter uh, he did move to the secondary role behind John Shire, but you know, I mean, you, you have Whitehead, you have Caleb Foster, another five-star kid um, that uh, Nolan was the primary on that's currently committed to Duke. You know, stranger things have happened. I'm not saying it. I mean, I, th- there's definitely I, I've heard from the 2023 class um, that people are very, very excited that Louisville's going to get a 20, you know, get an elite top five type class, but. Don't be surprised if you see some new names. I know that Louisville has a couple of spots right now um, available uh, to, to bring in some new recruits. I believe two or three uh, by account of Gabe Wisnitzer. Uh, you know, he's in the transfer portal already. Um, and, and I think that Sam Williamson is going to have some, some decisions to make on whether he's coming back. And I would believe that Noah Locke is going to be gone. Um, so we know that there's going to be two spots, possibly three, and uh, additional as well. But, Joe, um, I, I think that the prospects for getting some, some immediate uh, impact players uh, in this class, I think it's possible, don't you, uh, for, for 2022 to, to bring in a couple of uh, elite guys, maybe a Scott Clark or something? Yeah, this is part of the uh, the ugly nature. This is kind of the business side of, of college athletics. And Look, man, it's been unfortunate for guys like Sam. They did not get what I would consider the Louisville experience. Yes. You know, and, and unfortunately, we've had a couple of, of classes now. Malik. Malik was here for 37 years and never got the true U of L experience. That's unfortunate. Say what you will about, you know, his suspensions and, and, and all that stuff. But that. That dude's tenure is depressing, I think, when when you consider what you actually sign up for versus what he got. More depressing uh, tenure, uh, 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 Sam Williamson or uh, VJ King. <laughs> I mean, they're they're pretty much they're and and they're both like the watered down version of, of Wayne. 
You know, like, like people gave Wayne the blues, and all he did was become the most winningest U of L basketball player ever. Uh, and we thought he got a bad break of it. Now, Sam and uh, and Malik have just been head scratchers. <laughs> they got business decisions to make, though. You know, and and my first thought when when Kenny got here is if if he's the recruiter that people are promising he is, and if that's one of the big 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 reasons to be so high on the guy. My assumption for next year is Scotty Davenport's going to have a team over at Bellarmine. Because Kenny going to walk in and just tell all of them, man, you, you need to go play for Scott. Yeah. I, don't have, I don't have room for you. <laughs> and, and you know, we talked about it all year. How many and, – and the list just kept dwindling of the names that we said. You know, it felt like every week we came on here and it was like Survivor. We were scratching another name off the list of guys that we have to get back next year. And by the end of the year, I think everybody may have had a couple of guys that you say, I see potential in and blah, blah, blah. But we could all agree, end of the day, the only guy that has to come back is Sid. That's it. That's the only guy that if we lose, we go, hmm, it's going to suck to watch him put up 20 and 10 some, you know, in somebody else's uniform. I mean, you know, this reminds me of when Charlie Strong first got to Louisville. Yes. And he had his first recruiting class and pretty much has recruited over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, okay, I'm going to start my dudes. I know they're all freshmen, but they're more talented than the guys I, I, I inherited. But there's a couple of guys, you know, like Bilal Powell. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make your feature. And he's had like an insanely long NFL career because of that, which is just, to me, is amazing. Uh but, you know, that seems like, like the road we're going down again. You know, it's like the new guy's in town. He's known as a great recruiter. He brings in a staff. Well, allegedly he's bringing a staff. We're not having – hasn't been confirmed yet. But the names we've heard, guys who are, are really good recruiters. Yeah. They can bring in a talent. And that seems like this is like a Charlie Strong basketball version. You know, he's bringing in these guys. It's like we're going to reset the roster as quickly as possible. And – Make it do what it do. The, the, you know what? And and, and I, it's funny because I have an uh, opinion or an idea of for the guys that are coming back. Like, this is going to be – I feel like this is what it's going to be like as soon as the fellas get off the plane, as, as they're laughing and, and, and having a good old time. They got their, their, their little lays on around their necks. They're coming back from Miami feeling good. Like, I, I have a feeling like as soon as they get back – um, you know, back to campus. And this this is what's going to be waiting for him, fellas. So let's see if what you think. What the hell was that, you little freckle-faced cartoon? <laughs> Did I give you permission to sneeze, Obey? No, sir. Then you hold it in, you big-eared turd. Otherwise, I'll kick your ass back to Mayberry. <laughs> I see we have a sickly boy on our hands. Well, we're going to have to boost your immune system, son. Drop down. Give me 25 push-ups now. Count them out. One, sir. Bleak, 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 bleak. What are you laughing at, pig boy? You find a piece of candy in your pocket? It's Sidney yes, Curry. <laughs> He's good, sir. You know, you remind me of the dough boy. If I poke your stomach, we'll make it go. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to help you make room for lunch, bacon boy. Drop down. Give me 30. 
Bernie sit up right now. Let go. Count him out. Let me see that bitch. Of course, Sid. Look at Sid. Come on, Sid. Come on, Pokes Chop. Two chubby chubby. He's a pure G. Oh, here's Jalen Withers. Red Fox? No, better yet. <laughs> Come on, Jalen. What's your name, girlfriend? <laughs> Dwight Williams, but the boys call me D, so you call me D. D. Yeah, brother? Yeah, like the way I handle these white boys, D. <laughs> oh, yeah. He think you feel good to see a black man run down here. <laughs> Malcolm X. Let me tell you something, D. Yeah, brother? Why don't you come close? <laughs> I am not your damn brother. Now drop down, give me twenty squad thrust now. Yeah, I, I I have a feeling that that, that that's gonna be that, that's gonna be the, the the future of the Louisville Cardinals very very soon after uh, Coach Payne uh, gets his hands on them. <laughs> of course, one tubby, tubby. <laughs> poor Sid. <laughs> hitting them setups, hit the hit them all. What you looking at, boy? I can feel it. I feel Man. it, fellas. Like I, all that. You know, <laughs> here, here's going to be this, talking about about this is very similar to Charlie Strong. I I think these I think the guys that do return from last year's team, they're going to get a different type of hell. You know, I mean. The difference is you're going to go through hell and hopefully you win some games so it's all worth it. You know, that's that's what you always hope for as a player is that the juice is worth the squeeze. You're about to not like basketball for completely different reasons, though, some days, I think, with the new staff. Because I do think there's going to be an attitude, especially early on, with, guys, this is basketball. You realize I can literally replace every damn one of you in one recruiting cycle. All of you. I don't have to let any of you all stick around. In fact, I saw what y'all did for the last two guys, and I don't I don't know that I even want any part of it. And I got hired guns that are coming in here. Yeah. It's, it's a different motivation. Like, that's one of those things where um, you need me a, more, a lot more than I need you. So give me a good exactly. reason for why I should keep you around. And I think that that's a that's a very good motivation, motivational ploy, because I think that there's talent there. But these guys have been babied. They've been soft. They basically allowed the inmates to run the asylum this past year with Chris Mack. Like, I feel like Chris Mack completely took his his hands off the wheel and just allowed these players to do anything. And a lot of these guys are going to require some tough love. They need some discipline. They need structure um, and they need full buy in. And the guys that get on that train and get on board that that messaging, um, they're going to they're going to make it. And if they don't. Don't. Um, you know, if they don't get on board, then guess what, fellas? They're going to be out the door because trust and believe Kenny Payne is not coming here to be your friend. He's coming here to be like he said. He said he, he talked about it. When you take over and, t- and take someone's child under there, you basically become their father. And you know what a father has to do? Hold his son to accountability. So guess what, son? Time to take some accountability. Hey, you're listening to Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly. We will be right back. Still got plenty, plenty, plenty to get into. We got tweets coming in. We got uh, texts coming in on the text line, 414-1450. If you want to get in next, you can be a part of that. You listen to Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM.
this structure overstood yeah. Night train, the plain but little engine that could Run express unless next stop's Mecca yeah. A place to face to make a black man better See Yell and Chuck D, we don't talk rubbish But just like a slave, you gotta ride with the luggage on the night train Night train Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. A little bit of James Brown. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. The University of Louisville made a watershed decision by hiring Kenny Payne as its first African-American head coach. A momentous moment for a momentous basketball program, a program that has been defined um, by um, not only its play on the court, uh, by, but by the colors of the players on the court. A uh, long, long time ago. I, I did not realize that, that the University of Louisville was the second all-black starting lineup to make it to the Final Four. I never realized that after Texas Western. Yes, sir. Like that. That was a very interesting factoid. Um, so a, 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 a school that's been a, a watershed, watershed university in terms of inclusion, um, it's definitely a long time coming. And very, very excited about that. So once again, just a big congratulations on that end for what it means historically um, for this program. It's not been, you know, when you talk about the major programs, you talk about um, the elites of college basketball. And when I talk about the elites, I'm talking about the the, the UKs, the UNCs, uh, UCLA, uh, you know, Kansas. Uh, when you're talking about those types of programs, those level of programs, um, there's only been a very select few times that an African American has has, he- has you know headlined those universities, and right now you have three, with Mike Woodson at, at Indiana University, uh, with uh, Hubert Davis at the University of North Carolina, and now uh, Kenny Payne at the University of Louisville. Um, that is a huge, huge step forward. Um, you know, to, to be able to have that type of inclusion um, because there's not been many. I mean, Indiana has had um, a couple. Uh, you know, of course, they, they hired Mike Davis as their full-time uh, head coach after, uh, after Bobby Knight, uh, and that was huge. And, of course, Tubby Smith at the University of Kentucky. Um, so, you know, I mean, th- there's not been uh, that many that have captained the ship at these elite programs. Um, and it's always been a struggle um, for African-American head coaches. It's, it's one of those things that I always thought was interesting is that uh, it always seemed to be that dynamic. And people have talked about it, is that you had a lot of white head coaches, but a lot of black assistant coaches that were charged with doing a lot of the recruiting and doing a lot of the things that you had to do on the recruiting trail. Uh, but those guys ultimately were the guys that got, ended up holding the bag figurative, figuratively. Uh, when these uh, sanctions would come down and you know that basically they had to put themselves at risk uh, to, to keep their uh, Caucasian counterparts at the head coaching spot out of trouble um, so you know I mean that's that's one of those things that 
uh, that don't get talked about and I think that uh, is in, important. Uh, and that's why I'm going to be very interested to see what Kenny Payne does uh, with this coaching staff just from the end of will he start to try to become, you know, Rick Pitino always talked about he wanted to hire f- uh, future head coaches as his assistants. And, you know, w- w- will Kenny Payne attempt to b- become the guy who uh, becomes a, a birthplace uh, for, for the next generation of African-American head coaches? You know, I mean, Haven, uh, you know, I think that this is an opportunity to do a lot of things um, and, and not necessarily right or a lot of wrongs, but become uh, maybe a flagship uh, for African-American coaches. I, I think that's a huge opportunity. It's beyond huge. And that's something that when I uh, talked to Charlie Strong when he first got here, that's one of the things that Charlie really wanted to do was to be that, that pipeline for black coaches in college football. And, you know, which because college football is a much tougher nut to crack. <laughs> if you're if you're black, you want to be a head coach. It's like a thousand times tougher than college basketball. College basketball seems to be a little bit more uh, uh, forgiving, if you will, um, a, a lot more progressive mm-hmm. than than football. Uh, so I, I would love to see, you know, if, if Kenny could be that 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 driving force, you know, in college basketball to you know to pull up uh, other coaches to give them opportunity. And especially, at, like you said, at an elite level. You yeah, know, at the elite program. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not too often you get to, to him an elite program. And it's really not too often that one of your sons can come back and helm the program, uh, especially a coach that is, you know, even though Kenny doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience, but, you know, if you look at his, you know, the teams he's been a part of and programs he's coached and guys he's recruited and guys he's brought along, you know, he has a tremendous I mean, his his resume is is just tremendous as as an assistant coach. You know, if you look at the the number of Final Fours he's been to, the national championships, the top five recruiting classes. The- yeah, our buddy Tribal Chief Sean actually sent us a a picture uh, with the accomplishments uh, of Kenny Payne on there. Uh, Nineteen eighty nine, first round draft pick of the Seventy Sixers. Uh, Seventeen years of coaching and college NBA experience. Uh, four NCAA Final Fours he was a part of, six conference tournament championships he was a part of, 2012 National Championship team, uh, five number one ranked recruiting classes, and 11 top five recruiting classes overall. I mean, uh, under his helm. <clears throat> under his helm. So, I mean, absolutely. Uh, while he has not been a head coach, uh, the, the resume is impressive. Uh, very much so. And, you know, and, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's really hard, if we're being honest, to look at that resume not know who you just described and say, how in the hell is that not a head coach? And the answer is very simple, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about this before, guys. You, y'all know my stance on this. If the University of Louisville is committed to being a top urban whatever university, as soon as you use that verbiage, then you have to be committed to minority hires. Otherwise, it's all it's, it's window dressing. And it's a, it's a nice message, and it sounds great, and let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya, but you're not really dedicated to that, that goal if you're not propelling minority candidates. And you're not recognizing that minority that, that if you truly are going to be an urban institution of, again, anything, then you have to, prop, you have to be the example. You have to right some of the wrongs that other, other schools aren't correcting. And you have to be a leader. So... Yeah, I'm all on board with with everything you all just said about it. I hope this becomes the new pipeline. I think that would be a, a, a 
awesome legacy, man. I am so sick of being, as a Louisville basketball fan, guys, I am sick of being known for all the stuff that, that I don't care about that's non-basketball related. I'd love to be known for something like that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, that it's time. It's time to get that good energy back. It's time to get that negativity out of the program. And if, if Kenny Payne can kind of foster that and prove that uh, a black man can come in and have a big time impact um, at the elite of the elite levels, you know, a lot like Tubby Smith did going ahead and winning that championship uh, at his first year at the helm at the University of Kentucky. I mean, those are the types of things that hopefully uh, will continue to change those narratives and we'll continue to see those opportunity at the best schools and the best programs. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I talk about, you you know, spots like, uh, uh, you know, at Duke where uh, we heard what happened with Tommy Amaker, uh, you know, where which is the direction that Duke wanted to go in. And, and unfortunately, Coach K stepped in and was like, no, I want Shire to get that job uh, in, in, instead of Amaker. And I don't know uh, what all went behind that, but you just want to continue to at the elite of the elite levels because you're absolutely right, Haven. There's definitely a lot more opportunity um, at the college basketball level um, to, to have those African-American head coaches. But, I, you know, at the top, jobs you know i, I want to continue to see that inclusion there um as well but uh we are going to go ahead uh, it, it's about that time man we got an hour in already that was fast uh, that was a very fast uh but we're going to get into hey, hey Rashawn. yes sir are, are you telling are you telling me you're shocked that the man who sat at a podium and said one time that <laughs> to be a student athlete at duke university takes a special type of, of kid <laughs> coding, coding. <laughs> Are you shocked that he undercut a minority candidate, even though it was his boy? <laughs> I am not. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you are listening to Wake Up Five Hundred Two. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, and we'll be back. We got another hour, people. If you haven't got in yet, four one four fourteen fifty. Check us out on Thornton's text line. You can also uh, get at us Facebook, Twitter. Y'all know where we at. We'll be back. Wake Up Five Hundred Two.
Welcome back, welcome back. Hour number two of Wake Up 502. Your boy Rashawn Myers here in studio, as always, joined by my brothers, Haven Harrington, uh, Joe Kelly at That Boy's Good. Man, it's going down here. We had a wonderful first hour, a lot of great conversation. We have plenty, plenty more to get into. So many things that are happening right now. You got the madness of March going down. University of Louisville has that new head coach. Uh, he's bringing the pain, just like Method Man said. Uh, so we have so much, so much to get into, fellas. Um, the bracket of integrity, uh, which is what I always call my my NCAA bracket. Uh, since Louisville decided to like not be a basketball program anymore for a couple of years and they haven't been a part of the tournament um i've started what i like to call the bracket of integrity which basically means that i only fill out one bracket uh you know i know uh trevor kelsey our 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 beloved producer here at big exports radio he does like 8 10 12 brackets a lot of you know most folks do multiples um but I, i have adopted the practice of taking a look at it looking at each game and then just pretty much trying to figure out, uh, you know, who's going to win, who's going to, you know, who I think is going to make it, and then just see how the, the, the things lie. Um, and, fellas, right now I'm not doing too bad. Out, out of uh, 32 first-round games, you know, not counting the first four uh, games, um, I had four misses. I went 12 of 16 on day one, which is not a bad percentage at all. I picked 12 of the 16 games correct. Day two, guess what I did, Haven? What was that? Twelve of sixteen again. Oh, there you go. So, so, so not bad. You know, twenty-four correct out of uh, thirty-two possible games. I, I'd say that would give me a pretty decent win percentage, and I would probably have made a little bit of money uh, in Vegas. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'm not a betting man. I know that a lot of people are, are into that whole sports betting stuff. That's not me. It's not my thing. So I, I don't really do that. But uh yeah to 24 out of 32 ain't bad i i think i can i can live with that joe, joe that's not a bad percentage uh what, what do you think about that that's pretty good no man you're doing you're doing pretty well i i actually didn't even bother filling out a single bracket this year really because yeah no i mean it, it's weird i i don't know louisville basketball's broken me <laughs> where i'm like are we no i mean like i i don't i don't watch march the way i used to it's not the uh you know, like it's been taken from me enough now that 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 it is special again. <laughs> like I don't take it for granted. That's fair. And when when we don't make the tournament, I become an agent of chaos. Yes. And I know for some people they're like as opposed to to win. Uh, but no, I I'm just damn the torpedoes. Let's burn it all down. Like wow, wow, that's crazy. I'm still angry that I'm still angry that the tournament put uh. San Francisco and Murray is, is a is an opening round game. That game was beautiful to watch. Yeah, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean that that San Francisco uh, Murray State game was absolutely amazing. There's been day two was not as good as day one. Day one had just so many barn burners. I remember I was um uh, when day as I was, was watching. Bunk. Yeah, it was it was a lot of blowouts and 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 not a lot of great basketball. Uh, there was a couple of games uh, that were pretty good down the stretch. Uh, the um. Um. Oh, uh, what was it? The Loyola Chicago game yesterday. Like that one was good. The Loyola uh, Ohio State, but it was more about um, you know Loyola not being able to hit anything and any shots. Like it was okay. Like the Chattanooga Illinois game was great, but once again, it was like more of a rock fight. Like neither team really had great offense, so it was pretty much LSU. Who was going to be less terrible? Ohio State made. 
Iowa State LSU made made their bid for the ugliest March basketball game ever played <laughs> anywhere. That was horrible. In the church league, in in March, in the NBA, anywhere, man. That was just ugh. Had me screaming, Where, where's the NIT? LSU had like nineteen points at the half. I was like, Yeah, you, <laughs> you have to be kidding me. Twenty four nineteen. Twenty four nineteen. That's a football score. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Like that's 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 pretty awful. So you know, I mean, it, definitely that there was a lot. Uh, day one was definitely the better of the two days. There was awesome basketball. It was high level basketball. Day, uh, de- excuse me. Day one had all the high level basketball. Day two was left a little bit to be desired. But you know, there's going to be uh, a ton more games uh, coming up here for 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 day two. Um, have some some very very interesting matchups. I, I'm very excited to see. Uh, looks like for the early slate of games, uh, they're going to have right off the tip uh, North Carolina. Baylor going off. North Carolina absolutely just walked in the first round. I actually thought that Marquette was going to win that game. I had Marquette as one of my sleeper teams. I thought Shaka Smart had those guys playing well enough. I had them picking as an upset over Baylor. And North Carolina oh, just wow. came out and just destroyed. It was like a 30-point game. Yeah. You know? like It, 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 it just it was a beat Life down. outside of you know, man, it, we were. I was talking about Shaka the other day with a buddy, and, and I can't think of a guy that. It's just so weird how jumping ship can work out, and and there are coaches that you always think, man, it's a no brainer. I thought as much as we give him hell, man, I thought Tom Crean was going to win at Georgia. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, I I thought that was, I thought that was a really good fit for Tom Crean. He's not a. He's not a. He's not he's not your coach at IU or, or one of those programs, but at Georgia, oh hell yeah, right did not work and 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 I understand the VCU's kind of looked at it as a stepping stone, but I really think if if Shock had stayed there, he could have had something unique at uh, at VCU and just it has not gone well for him. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's why to see him have some success at Marquette, it really seemed like he was starting to get some of that magic back. And I thought North Carolina was a team that had been hot and cold all year, and uh, they pretty much went kind of as Caleb Love went. When Caleb Love decided he wanted to play well and be an elite player like his five-star status coming out of high school, then he did well, but most times he was – you know, throwing up bad shots and turning the ball over a lot. Well, okay, Caleb and the whole team was locked in. Like that, that was probably the most surprising beatdown, and especially in an eight-nine matchup um, that we were going to see. Um, so North Carolina is actually going to get it kicked off. I mean, if North Carolina plays the way they did um, on Thursday, uh, Baylor's going to have a tough time. Uh, you know, but Baylor's a, a good, not great team. They don't have the depth or the wing uh, wing talent that they did uh, last year. Uh, so I, I don't know how uh, that's going to stack up if North Carolina's on, but like that's the whole thing. Uh, a lot of times we see that with these eight nine matchups, it's usually teams that are really good but underachieved, um, you know, or the best of the best mid major teams usually get up into that eight range. Like now, don't get me wrong, this year we've seen some very odd things. Like Colorado State is a six seed that was still always very odd to me. Like that 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 Michigan. Colorado State game where Michigan's the 11 and Colorado State was the 6. That was just a weird seeded game for me to, to begin with. Like, I feel like Colorado State should have been the 11 and Michigan the 6. Like, I know Michigan hasn't had a great year, but it just – and Michigan basically handled Colorado State the whole game. So, like, you had some very oddly seeded games, but that, that one's going to be coming to you early. We have Creighton, Kansas, which is going to be a Midwest showdown uh, coming up right after that. Uh, then we have uh, Michigan and Tennessee. 
Um, Tennessee, uh, I think, is one of the teams. That's one of my picks. Um, I actually have Tennessee uh, making a, a run to the Final Four. Um, I, I think that they are Really? Playing. Yes, yes. I, I think – You think this is – Rick Barnes finally does something in the tournament. This yes, year. I, I Tennessee made me a believer with that run in the SEC tournament. The SEC, for as much flack as I've given them over the years, SEC was really good this year. Um, and, and the way Tennessee was able to just basically rumble through that uh, that tournament and just kind of you know put their stamp on it, beating down everybody, that was impressive to me. I, I think that Rick Barnes has something, um, you know, and we'll see if he can keep that going. Michigan uh, was a team that. You know, was underachieving all year. I, I think Tennessee gets that done. Now, here's my other upset special, Joe, um, and see what you think about that. The Richmond Spiders. I actually picked Richmond uh, to win that first game, and I actually have Richmond uh, upsetting Providence here in the second round and making it to the Sweet 16. Like, I, I don't know why nice. they were my, my darling this year, but that that's a team that they, they showed up in the first round. We'll have to see if they can beat the Fighting Ed Coolies in the second round, but I do. I, I'm on the Richmond bandwagon. You know, I think I, uh, Richmond is a is a is a fine university. It's the birthplace of my uh, fraternity. So shout out to the Spiders. Uh, yeah, you. man. You know they're always one of those one of those fun fun teams that I, you know I can't help but cheer for because of the the fraternity tie. Uh, also, they you know I, I hate when people pick teams over mascots, but they're the Spiders, man. How can you not? <laughs> right, right. Cool, cool mascot too. Absolutely. To so your. To your your point though about the SEC being good this year, I thought they were too, and it's not an every year that I do this, but I mean I think the tournament does speak for itself, and it hadn't been nice to the SEC in the opening round. I is I've been burned by by Rick Barnes too many times, man. Too many times Tennessee has had a team that I thought they could really do some damage. They could they could really 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 screw some brackets. And and they don't at all. Um, no. So I don't put any faith in, in Rick Barnes or John Thompson. <laughs> you know what? When I'm filling out a bracket. Joe, you are so Alabama correct. got bounced. Auburn, Auburn, man, Auburn, I don't know, man. I think Auburn might be cooked. Yeah. yeah Bruce Pearl in the uh, SEC tournament, that man sounded defeated. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another one of those things. Like, I had to go ahead and <clears throat> fight my own brain on a lot of these. <laughs> and, like, Tennessee was one because Rick Barnes, we know about his – uh, you know, his failures. Um, Auburn's another one that just scares you, but like, with so much talent, like, you would just think, like, Jabari Smith can just – just talent them past some of these teams. Right. You know, so, like, it's it's just tough. It's tough. Like, is it, there's a lot of these coaches that are doing well that you don't normally do well. Like, like UCLA and St. Mary's today. Like, I fully expect Mick Cronin to lose that game. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like – Like, I know they made that I run last like year, one but – One of those years. Yeah. I, I, I look at college basketball this season, and I feel like the SEC reaped all the benefits is in terms of rankings due to the ACC being historically piss poor this past year. Right. I mean, the ACC was as down as it's ever going to be, hopefully, as down as it's ever been. And the simple truth is when you don't have a conference representing, you know, having six to eight teams in the top in the top 25, top 30, somebody has to take those spots. Doesn't necessarily mean they're actually a top 25 team. That's fair. And I think that's kind of what happened with the SEC this year. It reminds me a lot of the year that uh, – 
in 07 when Cragthorpe came here in football, and it was like, well, Louisville sucks now. Rutgers is kind of, yeah. Somebody in the Big East must be good. Hell, we'll make UConn and South Florida top 15 teams. Why not? Sure. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Somebody, Absolutely. It's like, it's like the Kentucky Lottery, man. Somebody's going to win. Might as well be you, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Somebody's got to figure it out. No, and, and speaking of, of Kentucky, I mean, of uh, SEC teams ruining people's brackets, we got to <laughs> talk about your number two. Ah. See it overall. Oh well, well, well. You know, I was going to say, you know, the the seven forty five matchup of Kentucky and Murray State. Oh, that's right. Kentucky didn't make it. It's St. Peter's versus Murray State coming up at seven forty five. The Man. Peacocks. I was reading on Twitter about that game. Somebody was at the game. One of the, uh, I think one of the podcasters or bloggers, whatever, was like, "Man, you know, there's like low energy in a St. Peter's shoot around. They're small." UK should be able to do what they want to with these dudes. Yes. <laughs> he said UK will do what they want. <laughs> yeah, that, that that tweet didn't age well. It did not. I mean, these guys, I mean, Kentucky was being faked out with, like, YMCA basketball moves. I mean, like. <laughs> it, it's like, so like, funny. Like, 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 like horrible basketball moves. I mean, it's like <laughs> things you see your dad do in a rec league type of moves worked. Like. Hey man, they look. St. Pete came out and hit him with the Billy Hoyle special, and <laughs> and they didn't have an answer for it. Oscar might be the most confusing good big I've ever seen in college because when he's on, he's a nightmare. Uh, when he's not, he got worked by like a six foot four dude that could easily pass for my cousin if he was standing in the backyard. <laughs> it was a very odd game, like. Like, cause I, you know, like the, the, they gave it. Like, see, first of all, this is the problem. This is what can t- this, and this is what happens with a lot of these these good teams early on. Is that they they come out against these small teams and they look at at a guy like Oscar as a given. And Oscar ball, yeah, like thirty and fourteen, um, because he could literally score anytime he touched the ball inside. Like there was there, there's nothing that the that St. Peter's could have done. But the problem was is that they didn't want to say, you know what, we're just going to give the ball to Oscar 90 times until he fouls out their whole front line, and then, you know, we're just going to lean on him. And, and Kentucky tried to be too cute. And, and and what I mean by that is, like, I feel like they just felt like they could just come out there and they could win the game anytime they wanted. Because I, I don't know what happened to Ty Ty Washington. I don't know what happened um, to, uh, to, to Kellen Grady. They just didn't show up. Like it just felt like they were just going through the motions. I'm gonna say this: Ty Ty hasn't been the same since he came back from injury. Yeah, that Florida game. That Florida game, man. When he got when he got dinged up in that Florida game. Because I I mean, do you think I enjoyed coming out here saying for months on end, Louisville's not making the tournament? I think Kentucky can go deep. No, that hurts me. Like I can feel hair hairs receding back on my hairline every time I say it. <laughs> it 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 pains me. But he got injured, man. And for the last three weeks or so, I've, every time I've watched him, I've just said, they they don't. I don't know, man. They don't look sharp. Yeah, I mean, and and, and I don't know. I I don't know what like because you know the the thing about Kentucky, like there are certain things we do know, is that um. Uh, we, we know that, that, that there are some iffy guys, like Keon Brooks, for example. Like, we know Keon Brooks is, is feast or famine. That's a dude that he'll either look like 
an elite player some games, like where he's coming out getting 20, 25. He's dunking on guys, shutting people down, you know, hitting that mid-range jump shot. Uh, and then other games, he just doesn't even show up in the box score. So you know what you're dealing with with Keon Brooks. Keon was off in that game against St. Peter's and just decided he just wasn't going to play at all. Um, it was one of his off games. But then when you have that compounded by the fact that Kellen Grady hasn't been able to hit the blind side of a barn for damn near a month now, um, and then Ty Ty just basically thought he was too cool and could just not show up. You basically had little four-foot-tall Severe Wheeler trying to go down low and, and, and attack off the bounce, but he's too small to do anything consistently. And, and Oscar, you had two guys that showed up for Kentucky. Yep. Like, it was just pitiful. Like, like I'm not. I hate Kentucky, and I love watching them lose. But there's no chance in hell they should have lost to the Peacocks. That's no. ridiculous. Like Shaheen Holloway, the head coach of the Peacocks, is literally a better player than any of his other players on his team right now. <laughs> like literally, I would have taken Shaheen Holloway and put him in a jersey, and he's better than all of his own players, easily. Like, and they <laughs> love. Like, that's embarrassing. He's also, man. better coach. He- he man, I'm I, look. I'm not one of the U of L fans that that ever harped on the. I was never on the Cal can't coach bandwagon. Man, he can coach. We learned this past year, U of L fans. It's a lot harder than just rolling a ball out on the court. There, you do have to know some X's and O's to to win games. That being said, man, he got put through the cl- through a clinic. Oh Thursday yeah, night man, he got out coached. Just worked, and then coming out with that same were, tired. You know these guys aren't used to this stage, Cal. Man, look, <laughs> I guess U of L has been has had so much turmoil that I just haven't been able to focus on, you know, the woes of UK because <laughs> everything's relative, and I'm like, and I'm just like, man, it's all bad here. I can't deal with with you all not living up to expectations. Y'all have expectations. I forgot what those are. <laughs> I don't even bother with them anymore. Right. You know, I just wait to find out what new sanctions we got this week. I didn't realize. I mean, understandably, you've got the COVID year. Nobody can really control that. But the fact is, this is the first time since I think 1962. They've gone four four years without an opening round win. Yeah, which if you're a Kentucky fan, that you might as well be waiting on sanctions with with, with a stat line like that. That's uh, I mean, got Matt, sixty year record that, that Cal's tied now. No, for real. I mean, legit. Talk, and, and, and I mean, Matt Jones tweeted out, "You had the worst year in Kentucky history last year, and now the worst loss, playoff tournament loss in Kentucky history." That's a that's a tough one two punch to take, especially with the team that most people thought was Final Four a bust. Like, you talk to most U.K. fans. They thought for sure this was almost a Final Four a bust year. They thought this team had enough to make it to the Final Four, and that should be, like, the baseline. Well, and, and there was urgency behind it, too, right? Because you had Shaden Sharp, the number one player in the 20, uh, 2023 class, who reclassified, came to Kentucky midseason. Okay, they decided that Shaden was not going to play this year. It was also announced that Shaden would be eligible uh, for the NBA draft this year. So you have Shaden Sharp that they never played, who sat on the bench all year. Kentucky fans clamored for him to play, and they decided they weren't going to play. And I think for the kid, that was smart because him, sight unseen, is going to be a top 10 pick. So why mess it up by going out there looking worse than what you would have and not getting drafted? 
uh, you know, are not getting drafted mm-hmm. as high. So that made sense for him. So Kentucky fans were already annoyed by that. But then you look on top of it, Sky Clark decides to decommit from the University of Kentucky because looks like Severe Willis coming back. Uh, you would expect that he's going to be a part of that uh, and be the starting point guard. And he wants to go to a place where he can get the ball in his hand. So Sky decides, you know, he's a, he's a five-star, uh, you know, top player, McDonald's All-American type player um, that's not going to be coming to Kentucky. Um, so there was urgency to win now because you just, you know, people were like, oh, well, that's okay. You know, we have Severe coming back. We already have our point guard. Look at Kentucky. We're so good this year. We're top 10, blah, 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 blah. Well, now, fast forward, you lose to St. Peter's. Severe Wheeler once again shows to be too small. Uh, and that that height issue, you know, shows its ugly head. You have Shaden Sharp, the, the number one kid who you had for next year, is now going to be leaving going to the NBA draft this year. And now you don't have your top point guard prospect when it looks like your point guard that you have may be too small. Kentucky fans are not happy. And guess what? Like I said earlier in the show, I really and truly feel like Louisville feels better about their program than Kentucky fans do right now. And that's the most ridiculous thing. that I would have never thought that would have come out of my mouth a week later. You know, if I said that last Saturday and thought about that, people would have shut off the show and, and shut it down. But I'm literally, I literally believe that, Joe. I think you Louisville fans feel better. Been run- we would have not been welcome back on air if we would have said last week. Bold prediction, y'all. Louisville, despite not playing in the tournament, their fans are going to be more gassed up on Thursday night than Kentucky fans will be. And not only that, I'll do you one better. At approximately 11.45 on Thursday night, you're going to want to open your Twitter app because you're actually going to see a lot of people calling for Cal's job. Yeah. Like that's where we at right now. Nobody would have believed that. No, nobody would have bought that. And in, and in fairness to Cal, I've said this for a long time, man. Nick Saban is screwing with people's perceptions on jobs. Certain jobs have a shelf life. I'm staring directly at the Kentucky basketball job when I say that, because now they've hit a point, man, where they're just not happy with him because he hasn't won enough. He hasn't won enough. First, they didn't like the one and dones because, well, you don't get a senior night. We don't get to watch these kids grow. Hey. Now they have, they're taking grad transfers and they're getting bounced in the first round. So you can't placate them. Well, I mean, they said, you know, get but, the one and dones. The one and dones win. Okay, then that stopped winning. Then they said, let's get older and let's get those guys. Now that's not winning. What, what, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do, Cal? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but but uh, but I also know this, man. I'm not counting Cal out. Not at all. But he's got he's got to find the next trick. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Hey, you will listen so to Wake think, Up Five O Two. Yes, sir. You think you think Cal needs to find another tweak? Uh, he's got to find. I don't know. I don't know if it's a tweak. I, I like like when we asked yesterday, what what's the next move? I I, I really don't know. I like it. It's a tough one. If I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm not feeling good. But you know what? We are feeling good here. Wake up 502 here on Big X Sports Radio. We got one more segment coming back. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, and we'll be back.
Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Little Phil, the pain. Dinosaur Jr. coming back. That is courtesy of your boy, uh, Mr. Joe Kelly. Very nice, Joe. Very nice. I like it. I feel the pain. Try to try to switch it up on people, man. Yeah, got Folks to. On Twitter, like, wait, they're like, wait, you don't, you don't just listen to hip hop, and I'm like, I'm white, and I was born in the '80s. No, no <laughs> I don't just listen to hip hop. <laughs> Very well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, we got a lot of a uh, uh, conversation going on on the Thorns text line. People uh, chiming in this morning, uh, uh, just talking about the uh, the Kenny Payne conversation. Uh, uh, texter says, uh, sounds like KP wants to go after John Wooden's record with multiple championships, according to his testimony. Says both shoe companies on board to boot. Hey, it's about to go down. Hey, I, I you know what? I think that all op- uh, all avenues are open. Like, we have no idea if Kenny can actually coach or not. We know that his resume looks good. We know that everybody that um, brings him up and talks about him talks about him in the most glowing lights possible. I know that everybody talks about him being a good guy and being an awesome personality. He's the type of guy that you want to see win. And we've heard that before. We've seen that before. We've seen guys like uh, Steve Crackthorpe come through that everybody said they thought was a good guy and it's the type of guy you want to root for. We we heard the same thing about Scott Satterfield. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to be able to win. Can Kenny win? I have no idea. Will he? I don't know. I mean, I think that he has a lot of tools. And I think that, especially in basketball, one of the big differences between basketball and football, um, the Jimmies and the Joes play such a huge role uh, in there. And, and when you have just better players than other other guys, that gives you a very big opportunity um, to win. And I think the combination of Kenny Payne's uh, recruiting chops uh, and, and his uh, reputation as a guy who goes into households and, and is a big-time closer, um, I think that mixed with the, the NIL opportunities at the University of Louisville. I think that Louisville on the basketball side should be an NIL juggernaut. Um, and when you talk about um, guys like Junior Bridgman who mentioned the fact that Louisville had never really approached them about NIL um, and being a part of that, like that shocks me <laughs> that, you know, that what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> that shocks me that like the first guy you don't you go to is not Junior Bridgman. When you talk about, hey, we need this money. Uh, we need to get this, you know, for quote unquote, friends of the program situation going together so we can get our NIL up and going. If you haven't approached Junior Bridgman, like that's crazy talk. That's insane to me. So, you know, I think that um, the NIL conversation, uh, we've seen that, that Louisville's made some strides to start to really put some uh, muscle behind their hustle with their NIL package. We've already seen what it's doing on the football side, Pierce Clarkson being uh, the, the most current um, example um, of where NIL, I think, had a big-time part to do with him committing to the University of Louisville. You would think the University of Louisville on NIL side with basketball would be far bigger than what it is on football um and you know there's only so many schools haven likes to remind us all the time there's only a couple states where basketball means anything to people outside of football but kentucky is one of those states so you would think that louisville being uh you know university louisville being basically the pro teams for their their state you know for for their city uh you know I would think that the NIL opportunities on basketball would be tremendous. So when you, when Kenny Payne can get into those new doors with the opportunities for them to put together some very, very uh, uh, interesting packages uh, with NIL, I think that Louisville's going to see a huge uptick. And if you have those type of players on the court, Joe, that, that, that can't be a bad thing. i got to ask you all, get your all's thoughts on this. Yes, sir. Because 
Thursday night was a lot of fun after the Peacocks' mighty victory. You know, to just just peruse the timeline and man, I'm not gonna lie, I got a couple of texts from some UK fans that were like, "Man, you've been so chill for like over a year, and then you just popped the trunk." And I was like, "Yeah, I totally skipped down the alleyway whistling Dixie while kicking hobos in their rib cages earlier this <laughs> evening after you all was lost." But you know, it happens. We're all having fun. We're getting our jokes off. Did y'all happen to catch our football coach? Like, he saw the party on Twitter and was like, man, I want to get in too. Uh, and everybody, it, man, it was a record scratch moment. Both sides were like, now hold up a damn minute. <laughs> man, go with some games. I'm going to let Haven Harris take Mac that one. Why me? I'm going to let Haven Harris take that one. You're the football guy. You know, you represent the football interests of Wake Up 502. So I'm going to give you, you first crack at that one. What, what did you think about that? Two things. One, I want to talk about NIL. <laughs> but first, so Scott, for, for those who don't know, Scott sends out this tweet that, you know, the Peacocks <laughs> are my new favorite team, tags the coach in it, you know, and everybody's like, yeah, Scott's finally, you know, <laughs> Rivalry, you know, he's he's finally embracing the rivalry. He's talking some smack talk, you know. But then you're, but then you, you, you stop and you think about this for a second. It's like, dude, you got busted like twice. The, the only two times you and played Kentucky, yeah. The, the only two times you played Kentucky, you cried about the L's down, and you got and, and you got busted both times. Like, like you guys weren't even in the game. Just just completely busted and owned. You can't talk smack. I mean, you, you just, just <laughs> that, you, at that point, you just cannot talk smack because you got nothing to stand on. Like nothing. Good on you, Abel fans, too, for just rejecting the notion and being like, nope, uh uh-uh, they shut that down quick. I was amazed he didn't delete it. It, it, it reminded me of the scene in The Water Boy when Billy, you know, when Adam Sandler's going, slap hands, slap hands. Everybody <laughs> walks away. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember the scene in uh, Harlem Nights? Okay, a classic movie when uh, when Arsenio Hall and them dudes is walking down the alley and they got these big old Tommy guns and they're out there shooting their guns and then the the driver pops up and has his little six shooter and he's like pop pop. <laughs> That's what I felt like when Satterfield sends out that tweet. You know what I mean? Because it's like I understand. Everybody- you know, you want to get in on it, but bruh. It's like, dude, come on, just, just don't. Yeah, just <laughs> you're trying. We get it. We, we understand you're trying. Right. You're trying. You got a new coaching staff. You got some hot recruits coming in. Now you're trying this whole Twitter thing. This whole trying to be rivalrous. Like now, all I need is I Scott Satterfield to come out with a, his his cap on backwards and like a herringbone necklace on or something. Like it's just like, come on, bruh. Just just do your your all shucks North Carolina thing. Just okay. Oakley Doakley. Yeah, just do it. You're Ned Flanders. It's okay. Like, wear your sweater vest proudly, but just win football games. Please. Just and, stop. And at least just be competitive with Kentucky. That, just be competitive. You don't have to beat them. <laughs> you just have to be competitive. Please. Like, you can talk smack after you win a game, or at least it's competitive. I really want him to win games now, and I don't know why I'm saying this, because everything about – Scott Satterfield really should just piss me off. <laughs> but, man, I can't stop. I cannot stop laughing at his attempt to get in on the jokes. And, and, and Rashawn, that is perfect. That is perfect because I felt like Arsenio. When Arsenio's screaming at him, why you <laughs> He's like, stop, stop it. it. Stop it. Stop shooting that little Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I'm like, 
I'm texting friends like, man, I know you got Seth's number. Tell him, like, leave the tweets to us. We got this. You focus on coaching. Show us something on Saturdays, coach. We got the Thursday night hits. God, that was funny, man. I, you tried. You know, you got to take the small victories in life. And that, that had me doubled over laughing because, again, it's perfect. He, he was shooting the 22 when everybody else had popped the trunk and was, like, dumping napalm on him. And then he comes out with, Oakley Doakley, y'all, I love Peacock. <laughs> right. It's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I understand what he was trying to do. And, you know, I, I get it. As a representative of U of L, you have every right to get in there and, and, you know, needle UK when you can. But I would have passed if I was him. Like, I understand it and it's, it's fine. It's whatever. But, yeah. It's like I said, it's like the dude, if, if, if you got two, you know, if, if the Warriors are about to fight, you know, the uh, the the uh, baseball furies, you know what I'm saying, to take it back all the way to the 70s, you know what I'm saying, oh, if you wow. got the little skinny dude in the back that's not going to do nothing, is always scared, don't be the one talking smack when you know you can't bust a grape. You know what I mean? Like, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Man. Scott, Scott filled his he filled his water pistol up when Pierce uh, committed, and he's just been waiting to fire it off. I guess. I mean, he wants something like 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 he he is desperate. He just wants somebody. He's like uh, Jim Valvano after he won the championship. He's just running around wanting somebody to hug him. You know what I'm saying? That's what he wants, man. He just wants to be included. He wants to be uh, a, a part of the uh, a part of the fun. You he know what I'm saying? Cool kid. Yes, he does. You know, like, like that's his whole thing like that, that that's that's what he wants to have happen that's who he wants to be um but you know you got to do something first you know what i'm saying you got to give me like like like, like i say you got to bring some food to my table just like the same the same conversations that kenny payne has with uh uh with, with those basketball players saying or excuse me with those assistant coaches saying you got to bring something to the table you know, it's the same thing. But, you know, a, a, until then, you know, th this is still Scott Satterfield. This this is who he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's Mark's too, what? by the way. What is it? Game's out there. <laughs> Made you look. <sighs> Mm, they're just words, Nettie. Words can't hurt you. Ow! That's it! <laughs> Dad, that was really mean. I know, sweetie. And I got him right in the... Uh-oh. Hi, Flandered. Go well, cat. Do you have a problem with the way I'm coaching? No, 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 no. It's Scott. That, well, like I was yelling earlier, it seems like... Anyone with half a brain could coach better than you. Uh-huh. Half a brain, huh? Well, you know what? It sounds like you just volunteered. Me? But you were doing such a great job. Oh, Flanders. I mean, just, you know, just sit down. Be quiet. <laughs> no, my hey, son. man, but we got it. The Flanders comparison is so perfect because if if you remember on the old, old Simpsons, there's one episode where old Nettie, rips his sweater off Superman style and he is yoked. And that was kind of what it was like when when that basketball video leaked. I was like, Sat's got a crossover? What the hell? <laughs> you know, he's kind of he's he's deceptively nice with it on uh, and and I was briefly reminded, "Oh yeah, he was a college quarterback." Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
don't let his tendencies fool you. He does have athleticism. Absolutely. In there. Hey. No, no doubt. He's doing something right because, I mean, all like that, that's the one thing I'll say about, about Coach is that all his players love him. Everybody's excited about him. Everybody's behind him. But, you know – you gonna be Ned until I, I until you show me that you ain't Ned. You feel me? Like I, that, that, that's where I'm at with him. So yeah, just leave the smack talk to Kentucky to everybody else, brother. Just just please, Nettie. Stop. Welcome, welcome to uh, Wake Up Five Hundred Two, Coach. The motto around here is harsh but fair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gonna keep it real. We gonna you know when when you deserve love, we gonna give the love, and it's gonna be tremendous. But you know, we gonna keep it real. Now you guys want to talk about some nil stuff. I was uh, perusing the internet, playing on YouTube. Yes. I was looking at various uh, podcasts from other teams, especially football teams, because, you know, spring game is about to kick in session. So a lot of podcasts are getting hold of these football players and kind of getting your, their thoughts on the team. So I came across one for Nebraska. But one of the starting players was like, man, you know, you guys got to come to Nebraska to play football. And the guy was like, well, why? Because if you start a football team, that's at least a six-figure NIL deal for everybody. Wow. He's, he's I'm not sure about the other sports, but if you start for Nebraska football, yeah, that's a like six figures NIL deal coming through the gate. So you got to come here and play for us. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. I mean, we can barely get our quarterback uh, like one deal. <laughs> and they're talking about if you start six figures, offensive lineman doesn't matter, kicker doesn't matter. You start six figures. I mean, Man, but I really thought you were gonna. I yeah. thought you were gonna say Nebraska's out here offering like a lifetime supply of corn. <laughs> and you really busted out six figures. Like, damn, they got it like that out there. Well, all right, go corn country. Hey, I mean, because you know, there's literally not much else to do with your money in Nebraska. Like, what are you gonna spend it on? Another backhoe. <laughs> like, hey man, those tractors are expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like they got to spend their money on something. That's that's why these nil, this nil stuff. Like, the only thing with football is because there are so many players. You know that you would think that that kind of dilutes the pot a little bit. Um, but you know, I mean, the the nil is out there. You know, like they said, a lot of this stuff has been going on. It's been happening for a long time. But it's time for University of Louisville to embrace it. Um, you would think that a guy like uh, Junior Bridgman would be a big part of that. Um, and he sounds like a guy who's ready to get invested. And with the fact that you know guys like Jonathan Blue and a, a lot of the other big money people um, around the city have really put. Um, uh, it out there that they wanted King to be a part of it, and, and that was one of the driving factors was that uh, the money was going to start to, um, you know, really flow in if Kenny was the guy. Now it's time to put some hustle behind that muscle. Like, I, I want to see it. There's going to be a lot of news. I would expect, you know, things are going to be happening quickly. I know that Kenny Payne said he wanted to take his time and make sure he got the right coaches in there, um, and that was going to be a, a big thing. But I, I would fully expect um, for both – um, on the field, uh, you know, with making decisions about who's going to be coaching these guys, uh, decisions on player personnel will happen over the next couple of weeks, fellas. I mean, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting time coming. It's very exciting. We feel better than these UK people. I, I'll take that. I, I haven't felt better than the UK people in a while. So we have to take it where we can get it. Like, you know, we need that. <laughs> and Scott, just sit there, please. <laughs> please just, you know, get ready for the spring game. Spring game's going to be coming up soon. Uh, so, you know, uh, they're, they're out there. They're, they're playing football. They're getting their guys ready. Um, 
So let's just focus on that, Coach. You know, we got. Uh, I do want to ask you all in this last minute. I know we only got about twenty seconds left. Uh, Memphis Gonzaga. Any chance the, uh, that Penny can pull the upset? No. No. Yes. Yes, there we go. We'll know one yet. I like it. We're about to find out. I love it. Hey, you know what, fellas? Appreciate the time, everybody. I appreciate the impact uh, of your, your text and tweets. This is Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly. We'll be back next Saturday.